3: This is the best of the Joe show running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello I am Dan Day and I'm very cold and hungry. No I'm not homeless, it's just the air conditioners here are blaring and I didn't eat all that much last night. But I'm happy to be here with you. So I'm going to power through and we are going to power through doing so many fun stuff. Go to my Twitter page at Dan Day Radio where you can always step into the day spot. Gonna step into the day spot in just a moment. Also in a few minutes, the Joe Rose Show, gonna be talking baseball, talking baseball. And that song stuck in my head for some reason with Craig Mish. Interesting, the MLB as we know it may be totally flipped, turned upside down. Also the Dan Levitard Show, talking with birthday boy and NBA great, at least when it comes to coaching, George Corral, talking about that great series in the finals Sonic's Bulls years ago. Then Hawk and Crowder asking, what is fudge? What is fudge really? Oh man, I'm hungry, I shouldn't be talking about fudge. So let's focus in on these headlines. The Heat will open their practice facility and begin individual practices tomorrow. No season restart date has been given. The Dolphins have signed second round pick defensive end Raekwon Davis to a four year $5.7 million deal with $1.7 million as a signing bonus. Davis played with Tua Tagovailoa at Alabama. Reports say the 2021 World Baseball Classic will be canceled. Many of the games are scheduled to be played here in Miami. MLB owners met yesterday to discuss a shortened 82-game season beginning in July and cutting the draft from 40 to 5 rounds. No final decisions have been announced. Due to coronavirus, the NFL is expected to raise each team's limit when it comes to debt From 350 million to 500 million for the 2020 season. Charles Barkley says he thinks Dan Marino should allow Tuatanga Valoa to wear his retired number 13, Tua will wear number one next season. And now, as I mentioned just a couple of seconds ago, let's take a step into the day spa. While being interviewed via FaceTime during a Korean League baseball game, Reds pitcher Trevor Bauer's phone number was printed on the screen for the whole world to see. Honestly, is that that big of a deal? I mean, it's Trevor Bauer. Police in Great Britain are reminding citizens that a lack of hot water is not an emergency. Crazy times we live in. One website is now set up so you and your friends can play in virtual escape rooms. Why don't we worry about the real crisis at hand and not escape from fake ones? A man recently jumped onto a moving 18-wheeler and began drinking its cargo of wine. This guy's my hero. After being refused service at McDonald's for not wearing a mask, a Connecticut man threw a rock through the restaurant's window, then stole a woman's panties from a nearby Walmart before surrendering to police dogs. Gotta wear your mask. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with temperatures in the mid-70s. Got to get up early in the morning, get a cup of Joe. The Joe Rose Show, weekdays, 6 to 10, right here, 560 to Joe. Baseball. Not looking like baseball that we know, because there is no baseball right now. But when it returns, maybe just totally, totally different. I mean, yeah, the basics will be there, but a lot of interesting things going on. So, Craig Mish. Talking with Joe Rose Show about the new MLB, what will happen to the minor leagues, the new playoff system, and what direction are the Marlins headed?
2: Craig old a buddy of ours, is going to join us right now. He's on the sports grid from 11 to 1, talking fantasy sports. He's got a Marlins podcast. Great name for it, by the way, Swings and Mishes. So he's doing a lot of stuff when it comes to baseball. He and didn't come science. up
4: with that. He's he not smart enough. He didn't come up. Somebody came up with that. That, that sounds like his wife came up with that.
2: Or I'm something. fully giving him credit until he denies it at this point. Craig Mish, welcome to the show. Good morning.
5: Yeah, Joe knows that I would just say my wife just to make <laughs> it sound good. You know that He knows how. It I learned from Joe many, many years yeah. ago. It was my yeah, wife right absolutely
4: pretty interesting MLB owners coming out with this uh plan how would this fly overall from what you've seen with uh, with the players union
5: i mean i don't think it'll fly in terms of the finances they're going to have to fix it cuz i don't think that the players are going to basically agree to be uh, you know under a salary cap which is essentially what it is you know the players are just under revenue sharing and i don't think that that's going to fully fly so i think that they have an invested interest to play and get paid a lot more money and of course the owners do too because the tv revenue would be ridiculous but in terms of just conceptually it does make a lot of sense to have the teams play regionally, especially without fans I would say probably, I think their goal is to get fans back in August or September but potentially in July to have no fans there, so that does make some sense and uh, they'll be adding the, the designated hitter full-time, so that's something else that'll be cool if, if that ends up coming to, to pass as well, so pitchers won't be hitting, I don't think, ever again in Major League Baseball, I think that this is it. Wow. And then okay. the, ex- the expanded playoff roster is going to create a dynamic that we've never seen before, essentially there's going to be uh, you know expanded uh, teams with their rosters that they're going to have and they can use them in the regular season or the playoffs where they're basically going to be stationed at their uh, spring training parks most likely and just waiting to get called up you can only use a certain amount of those players and you name them before the season starts and that's all you got going into the year so um and then, of course, more playoffs with more teams. So the dynamics are really interesting. I mean, baseball could use a boost. Why not? I think that we could use more fun and more excitement. But, yeah, there's going to be some hurdles before this gets done, for
2: sure. You know, obviously, the revenue split and the money is going to be the biggest deterrent if, if the Players Association says yes to this or not. But if take take that out of the picture for now. 30-man active rosters, 20-player taxi squad, 82-game re- uh, regional schedule, the Universal DH, the 14 teams in the postseason. What do you think, the out of all those, will be the one that the Players Association says no to this or we need to redo this the most outside of the money which i know is the biggest what's the other biggest thing you think major league baseball players association will not be okay with
5: no i just i think that's it zach i think that all of it is going to come down to the money you know it's interesting everyone just says Focus on universal DH. Now, I think that for all of us, we would probably agree that we're we're way past on having to have, look. The, the strategy of the National League is is all is awesome, and we all love it. And we're traditionalists, and we like to see managers having to have more of an impact on the game. But the reality is, is that you don't want Max Scherzer or Clayton Kershaw or, or some of the top pitchers in the game getting hurt. But at the same time, the owners look at it now and they say, huh, okay. So basically, what we're doing is we're going to have 15 new players that wouldn't have played last year that all have the potential to make millions and millions of dollars are we just going to allow this to happen without being compensated on our end and i know it sounds trivial but now you can kind of picture it you have 15 new players potentially that are all going to get paid like jd martinez getting 40 50 million dollars a year so that's something that's going to have to get adjusted because now you're going to have 15 guys that wouldn't have gotten paid the year before so i know nobody wants to hear it and everyone just wants to hear it's going to be fun but the, the business of baseball is just incredible because of how strong players union is
4: uh th- we know the draft is going from 40 rounds down to five rounds i haven't heard much about this what happens to minor league your single double and triple a teams w- what's the plan for that they're going to eliminate
5: some of them and that's a very sad also part of this is that you're going to have less minor league teams but i think that the way this is really going to get affected specifically for this year i don't, I don't know that this is going to be like this forever from what i understand that the draft for sure will go back to 10 15 maybe even 20 rounds 2021. But for this year, Joe, specifically, uh, you're going to have a lot of college kids who are on the fringe going back to college. You're going to have a lot of high school kids who are thinking about going to the pros that are definitely going to uh, go to college as well. So I think you're going to have a lot more talent at the lower levels in college for sure. The minors is something to be determined. I don't even think that there's going to be a minor league baseball season at all. So, you know, MILB kind of takes it on the chin here. But this was also another huge fight and huge divide because you have teams like the Marlins who essentially want to have a 10-round draft this year. They want to have a 15-round draft this year. And then you have teams like the Yankees and Houston, and they don't care. You know, It's like, ah, we're drafting at the end anyway. It doesn't make any difference. It's apples and oranges, but imagine telling the Bengals or telling the Giants, yeah, we're just going to stop after the second round, after the year that you had last year, losing all those games. You'd be like, what? Oh, yeah, and by the way, all the free agents that you're going to go after, you can only sign them for $20,000 too, so you're going to have to fight it out with everybody else. So this was a sacrifice financially that the Players Association basically had to make to get their players paid for this year without paying, thanks for the future, but you know they sacrifice this year for the future. I hate it.
4: Hey, Craig, uh, I want to ask you another one. I, I couldn't figure this out. So the national revenue that comes in at the team split is is pretty good amount of money. I didn't realize how much it was, like 1.7 billion dollars or something that will be divided by teams or or some crazy. What about all the local money where the Marlins don't have a great contract, but you look at the Dodgers and some of the other teams in the big markets. Do they gonna are they going to share that money equally or will the big, everybody keeps their own money on local contracts, TV contracts?
5: Yeah, well, some of it does go into a pool of revenue sharing. A lot of that is the national stuff, the digital, but yeah, okay. the local franchises are able to make their local money.
2: The, the postseason stuff, are, are you okay with the expanded postseason if this does go through? More teams in it, obviously, because the no one gets paid their salaries during the postseason, so there's more money to be made with bonuses but is this is this okay even for traditionalist you know baseball guys
5: yeah and, and look I'm, there's no more of a traditionalist than me I've been around right. baseball my entire life I've covered baseball you know as longer longer than anybody else here in South Florida, but I would tell you that I'm not stupid. Baseball not just here in South Florida, but all over the country is now the third most popular sport behind football and basketball. I mean, these are facts. So, any way that baseball can do something different to engage their fan base and make it more fun, they have to try. And in a season where they've been given the perfect opportunity to do it, anybody who would argue that fact is going to set back baseball even further than where it is now. Now, I don't think baseball is going away. It will always be here. There will always be kids as we know here in South Florida and everywhere else playing baseball, Little League, high school, everywhere else. That The game is great and it will be around forever. But in order to regain the popularity and the status that it had from years ago, there there has got to be more fun. There, there's a reason why baseball had all of these mantras last year, let the kids play and all these other things. It's become stale. So add as many playoff teams as you want. The NBA has 16. The NFL is adding playoff too. Why not try it this year in baseball? What, what is there to lose? We know there's an asterisk on the season no matter what, Zach. So what's the point? Try. Right.
4: The other thing uh why we're talking about this is playing at these home ballparks and I, we don't know what it's going to be like in a couple of months. How many teams can you see that have to move that the cities will st- New York has obviously had some problems. LA do you see them being able to play in their own ballparks or moving somewhere else to play their home games?
5: I would just be speculating based on what everybody else is saying. Um June is when their second spring training will start. Uh, There's been a debate as to whether or not some of the teams want to go to spring training. Some of the teams want to play in their major league park. But I think inevitably they're going to have to have some competition of some kind, whether it's five or six games. So I would guess that the majority of the the home teams are going to want to play in their home parks because they do want to have fans eventually. And very similar to what Tom Garfinkel said of the Dolphins, I think that all major league parks, essentially, when they know that the season is going to start in July, July and teams report in June, they have a month to set up their stadiums in a way that probably will facilitate one third of the amount of fans. And then the revenue can come back. I do not see that happening in July, but I can see it happening in August or September. So my guess is all of the the teams, I think you bring up a good point with New York, but my guess is all of the other teams are going to try and play their games at home and and travel as little as possible. The Marlins will play a lot against the Rays, a lot against the Braves, a lot against the Orioles and the Yankees and, and all the teams on the bats and all
4: the teams on the East Coast. I want to ask you, I was glad to hear you say that about the DH. I, I think there's nothing worse now. And, and I know there's strategy to it. And, and for the old baseball fans, they don't want to change anything. The old schoolers my age don't want to change anything, Craig, as you know. They like the game. Don't change it. Slow down. It's not supposed to be played fast. Leave it alone. We, we like the strategy and, and everything about it. But I've come around on that DH too, man. I think that DH is a, a great idea. The only thing I don't know about Craig is speeding the game. Up, My guys always want to speed it up. Everybody wants to speed it up. I don't think any of these guys want to speed up the pitchers who have a routine they're used to. Guys even getting in and out of home plate to, to their, their normal adjust yourself, adjust your glove, your bat. I don't know if that stuff's going to change. Can it change, Craig? Can you speed it up?
5: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how significant it would be. And, and again, anything that's done – see, I think that this is the underlying point. I mean, anything that's done by any commissioner in any sport is basically argued and looked at as horrible. I mean, mean, social media is a great place to look for all the negativity on that. No matter what, no matter what is announced, they're going to do an NFL draft virtually. Oh, it's going to be a disaster. It ends up being great. Oh, they're going to play – they're going to have NASCAR this week weekend with no fans? How can you have NASCAR with no fans? Everything is met with cynicism, but in baseball's particular case, they have no choice but to try these things. There are more kids that are gravitating toward wanting to play basketball and wanting to play football than baseball. And they understand that you're not going to get 12, 13-year-old kids to play games online and to watch games that are three and four hours a really good example of that by the way is they had this tournament with all the major league baseball players online where they all played on this game MLB the show i don't know if you're familiar with it on playstation joe this is this is after pac-man came out they came out with the playstation so, <laughs> okay so joe's already tuned
2: you out joe's right. already
4: tuned you out yeah. i'm with you i'm with
2: you <laughs> yeah, on, it, right.
4: was, it
5: was in, in between pac-man and donkey kong they came out with the, PlayStation.
4: <laughs> the last so, games so, i played okay right, right.
5: <laughs> so so what they did was they had all the players playing each other and really the the thing that drove it home for me the most is they all played online in front of fans thousands of fans at a time for three innings and that's it they played against each other in this tournament for three innings because they knew that no one was going to sit there and watch for two hours for these guys playing nine inning games so I get what they're trying to do. I understand that everyone's going to be critical of it. Uh, Joe, the long story short here is I don't know if it, the game is ever going to be sped up in the way that the commissioner wants it to be, and I do think some of the things are a little ridiculous that they're asked to be done. But uh, they have to try. I mean, baseball's falling behind.
2: I got to ask you this: the World Baseball Classic. I saw you tweet about it last night. Uh, I know that there's some reports that it's going to be canceled or it's gone. It's not going to happen. It's going to, it's going to hurt Marlins, right? Marlins Park. That's going to be that was something they were looking forward to having down
5: here. I don't know what the full ramifications from this are, but I think that we're going to have to circle this cancellation as something that could affect the Marlins franchise in the future. This was something the biggest baseball event in the world. I know that people don't necessarily have awareness of it or look at it, but if you go back and look four years ago about the amount of people that went to California, that traveled from all over the world to see it, uh, and also the semifinal games that were at Marlins Park. Uh, Marlins Park would have made money. Major League Baseball has to essentially rent out Marlins Park. Unity would have made money as well. Look, it's not on the same level as the Super Bowl or anything like that. They put a lot of effort into securing that, a lot of manpower, and we're expecting somewhat of a financial windfall as well and i would have to wonder what will happen and i can't speak to it specifically because it just happened so i'm gonna have to ask some really good questions as far as specifically what that means but i do have my concerns that um that this could affect uh, the the organization financially
4: puerto rico and dominican republic was at that game unbelievable pots and pans that would thing was just friggin' awesome, especially you know how important it is these islands. I mean, they treat it; they that all their stars know. You get your ass ready to play in that one. That's important to us. So that was. It uh, wasn't that even was, the final either.
5: They have the no, final this year. Right,
4: right. No, you're right. That was uh, that was crazy. Hey, uh, real quickly, uh, before we let you go, minor league system. Marlins going in the right direction, uh, just as a team and what they're doing right now. Do you like everything so far?
5: Yeah, I think that they were one of the one of the few teams. I think that that is hurt the most by all of this happening. They they probably had as much or more momentum than any young team in baseball right now, and the young talent is is certainly there. I mean, at, at the point where all of the rankers are putting you at the top or near the top as far as the minors, then you know that you're doing something right. And if it goes wrong, then you know that everybody was wrong in this situation. So that's the unfortunate part, and I don't know what is going to happen with this season based on all these young guys that we could have seen. They have these mm. this, you know, two young pitchers in the minor leagues that could be the two young best pitchers in all of baseball, and now I don't know that we're going to get to see them this year because of the financial part of this thing, too. I don't know. Maybe They haven't really yeah. over the last couple of years so worried it. about that. And they've called guys up and not worried about the finances, but would you call up your best prospect, lose a year of control for them to nope. only play 80 games and 30 of them against the Yankees? I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know right. how they're going to handle it, but I can tell you that going into the year, I would have said that there, there would have been a chance next year that they made the postseason. They really have done an amazing job uh, wow. rebuilding that organization and for all of the that Derek Jeter takes when he walks out his door and he makes a left that everyone says, why don't you go right? And Derek Jeter writes with his left hand and says, why don't you write with your right hand? I mean, this guy takes so much heat for every single thing that he does. Everybody around the league has noticed. Everybody says that they uh, have completely transformed the way that they should be looked at wow. and they should. And, um, I'm hopeful in 2021 that they can continue on that path, but I I don't think that you can look at a season this year now all of a sudden and say this was a semblance of what they were supposed to look like because I don't know that it's going to be. So
2: you're telling me Project Wolverines worked? Uh, I mean, it, I don't know about the financial so part. Far, of that, so but, far. So I far, mean, right?
5: Uh, I, I still don't know about the financial part of that, but I know that from a baseball, I, I can't say that what he what they promised in terms of finances has come through. That I won't say because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, but but I know that on the about, I, but talent on the, wise,
2: uh, I'm, I'm more talented. Yeah, because that that's when we, we hear about Project Wolverine in the beginning and Barry. Jackson no, but listen, it's a, listen, but it's a fair
5: parts, it's right. a fair question. No, but Zach, it's a fair question to ask because when you make right. promises to your investors financially, you have to be able to back that up. It's just not. something that I can speak to because I I don't know that they've come through in that way in fact I would doubt that they have based on the revenues that were in that in terms of the on the field what they've done and the people that they've brought in Gary Denbo their vice president who's running the operation somebody that I've gotten to know also that you know has this reputation of of being a difficult guy I mean he this guy is the one of the nicest guys that I've met in the organization he's fantastic and you know Mike Hill who Joe you know for many many years he's finally been able to make his own move. Moves without somebody looking over his shoulder, We're, there you go. DJ that was Spillick. nicely
4: put. Without good taking shot. shots. Yeah, good nice. shot.
5: Yeah. DJ like Spillik is uh, running this draft, and and I want to see where that guy is in two years. He's this guy's going to be the vice president of a baseball team. They've they've really they've really shocked me in that way. How fast that they've been able to build this back, and they've made some good trades recently as well. So yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, the key the key element really for me, and he doesn't want to talk about it, Joe, is that Mike. Kills contract um, at the end of the year. And I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. So that's the story we're going to have to follow here soon.
4: Yeah, that that's going to be the interesting one. we got to run here. But, yeah, that one, is he still considered to be one of Lorian Sampson guys or has he sold them that, no, no, you're damn good, we're going to keep you, we, uh, we're we good. I, I'm curious to see how that plays out too. Craig, it's great having you, man. Thank you so much. Great Thanks, stuff. Craig. You had a little buildup. You needed this today, my right. friend. A little buildup.
5: Yeah. Well, thanks for having me, guys. And by the way, thanks for all those great stories through the years about Coach Shula, Joe. It was great for me to be able to use those, too. A lot of fun stories. Rest in oh, peace, good, Coach. Man. That
3: baseball talk is exciting. The world is changing as we know it, and it seems like baseball is changing as we know it. And there was even a mention of the Marlins in the playoffs. We'll just have to wait and see. What is this world coming to? Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Remember, you can download the Joe Rose Show, Hawk and Crowder, this show, wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. Always fun with Dan Levitard. Let's have some fun with him now.
6: He told us, don't fraternize with Michael Jordan. You got to tell Sam, you got to tell everybody on the team that's friends with Michael, don't fraternize with it because he'll use it to his advantage. Birthday
3: boy, the great George Carl, five minutes away on the best of the Joe show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Had to play some Smashing Pumpkins Zero. If you're wondering why, it happens to be my brother, Paul Day, All Day's birthday today. And his all-time favorite band, Smashing Pumpkins. Growing up, he was obsessed with them. I was obsessed with other things, too, other bands. But I love Smashing Publix, but he loves them. So, Paul Day all day. If you're streaming us now on the Radio.com app from New Orleans, happy birthday to you. Some other big birthdays today, my guy, Canes, great play-by-play announcer, Joe Zagacki, one of the all-time greatest skateboarders of all time, Tony Hawk, he is 52. Great guy in the movie, American Pie, Jason Biggs. He is 42. Music great, Brett Growitz of Bad Religion. Oh yeah, Bad Religion and Epitaph Records, 58. And Tootie from the Facts of Life, Kim Fields Freeman. She had a birthday. Bunch of greats out there. Speaking of great, the Dan Levitard Show. They do it great, and they do it great every day from 10 to 1 right here on 560 The Joe. Dan, Stugatz, the whole crew. Today, they caught up with another great who's having a birthday, great NBA coach, coached the Sonics for a while, coached the Denver Nuggets for a while, George Carl, what'd they talk about? Well, they talked about MJ sliding George Carl at a restaurant, and also don't fraternize with Michael Jordan, and
0: a look back at that Sonics-Bulls final. Happy 69th birthday to the 2013th coach of the year. Give him the Stephen A. Smith serenade, Bristol. And happy birthday to him. I don't care. Good luck uh george thank you uh thank you for joining us uh, i hope your birthday has been happy so far uh th- tell us how you learned that you ended up in the documentary were you just sitting at home watching this and being like really we're gonna go back to this slight in a restaurant from 25 years
6: ago i i was never talked to about it i never never knew it was coming uh you know scott Van Pelt called me and said he wanted me to be on the sports center afterwards but they never told me what they were going to talk about. And so, yeah, I, I was a little shocked when we did the interview. And But, then, you know, this, the story's true. The question I want to know is when I rock, walked into the restaurant and he's over there and he sees me and I see him, should he come see me or should I go see him? good question uh, so it's not it's not now. a good
0: george it's not a good george, question so go yeah. <laughs> will you change your mind quickly on that still got yeah. it's it's michael jordan george come on george it's michael jordan
6: well it's michael jordan and uh, he's a tarheel man we're ta- we're both part of the tarheel nation baby i
0: i understand yeah. that george and maybe seniority is what ranks but i don't think you hear many people say i'm the george carl of blank the way they say i'm the michael jordan or someone is the michael jordan <laughs> of blank this I mean this is no disrespect. What a terrible thing to say to you on your birthday. You know what? I changed my it mind. awful, man. M- Michael Jordan needs to go see Coach of the Year George Carl because it's his birthday. No, uh- I'm not just saying. I'm
6: <laughs> just saying that. I mean, if two human beings and, you know, you walk in and there's a friend over there, are you supposed to come to me? I mean, I don't, what, what does Ann Lander say about this? What's the protocol? <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, can you tell
0: us, can you, for the audience that doesn't know, can you tell us what the hell happened that night? No, well, what
6: happened was I had told my team a day or two before. Brendan Malone was on my staff. Brendan Malone was an assistant coach with the Detroit Pistons. He told us, don't fraternize with Michael Jordan. You got to tell Sam. You got to tell everybody on the team that's friends with Michael, don't fraternize with it because he'll use it to his advantage. And so I'm the one that causes him to use it to his advantage. But what was, I just got done telling my team not to fraternize. And I walk in. If I walk over and say hello to Michael and it's not a public place, it gets back to my team. I broke the toes of his team. And that was what kind of the, the, the dilemma that I was in at the time. And I mean, do, does Michael Jordan really need to get fired up for the NBA Finals? Again, the first time he's playing in the finals without his father, and I, I don't think he needed it, but that's, that's who Michael is. He likes to have that. He likes to have that headline or that, that thing that puts him at that high, high level of intensity, and he did. You know, and I guess I'm, I'm the guy that kicked it off. Give me the trophy. Uh, You were the motivating uh, factor
2: in that series, George. George, I'm wondering, did Gary Payton come to you before the series saying he wanted Jordan from the get-go? Because you waited until you were down
6: 3-0 to put Gary on Michael Jordan, and it worked for a couple of games. I'm wondering if Gary came to you before the series, and you decided not to, obviously. I'm wondering why. Pretty easy. I mean, I didn't have a backup point guard. Right. Uh, Nate McMillan was hurt, did not play in the first three games. I was worried about foul trouble and my our you know our discussion was pretty simple that we wanted to play Gary on him at the end of the game and at the end of the series and we we were hoping the series would be 2-1 two, two, 2 and then we would make those decisions as the series went on I would probably argue is I the, the thing I did Gary had a he had a, a calf he had a little bit of a calf muscle pull I uh, wasn't practicing very much we were probably being being protective of how many minutes he's going to play, foul trouble, being careful with him. When I when I look back at it, I wish I would have put him on him earlier. Maybe not the first game, but probably the second game. Because Gary, Gary needed that edge. And Gary's a competitive, too. And obviously, when he got on, Michael, he really played hard and it really seemed like it sparked him a little bit. And we, we could have used that spark probably earlier in the series. But I still think the most important thing that you got to remember is Nate McMillan played in Game 4 and 5. He did not play very well in Game 4 or 5. But I've said this a hundred times to people. Gary was the heart of our team. Nate was the soul of our team. And Nate was the guy that made everybody feel good. Nate was the guy that connected everybody. Nate was the guy we trusted. And I think in Game Four and Five, even though stat-wise Nate wasn't very good, he was on the court. And statistically, when Gary and Nate were on the court, it was the best we were defensively. We 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 were the best defensively when Gary and Nate were together. The big question, George: eighty-six Celtics, ninety-seven Bulls. Who wins? I'm going to go with the Bulls. I'm going to go with the Bulls. I just think wow. defensively they were so good. I mean, the whole thing about that series is that people don't they want to magnify how great Michael was. We held Michael to, I think, 26 or 27 points, 40% shooting. We did a fairly good job on him defensively. The reason we lost that series was we couldn't score. Their defense, their versatility defensively was so dynamic. And I think, you know, again, Nate was the guy that facilitated for us, but not having Nate and, and our inability to score points was probably the biggest reason that I would have tried to change if I had to do it again.
0: Uh, George, happy birthday. I'm sorry we've stirred these bad memories. We appreciate your time. We always enjoy it.
6: What are you doing?
0: Do you think happy- I really remember all this stuff? <laughs> hey, you, you remember a calf strain or an ankle strain in Nate McMillan? You remember every damn detail. Thank you, George, for uh, for being on with us. And again, happy birthday, sir. Okay,
6: guys. Have a great day.
3: Coaches have long memories. Love George Coral when he was coaching at the Sonics, when he was coaching with Denver. He just looked like a fun guy to play for. Offense. He played some defense. Just really cool, really fun. Shot it all over the place. Sean Kemp jumping all over the place. The Glove Garden people, of course. The Bulls, everybody loved with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Phil Jackson. Ah, I wish basketball season were back. Remember, the last dance ends this Sunday, but although some take it away, other given. Bundesliga will be back, and I think... One of the few times in my life I'm actually going to get up early Sunday to watch Union Berlin, that's my team in the Bundesliga, play at noon. going to crack open some beers and watch Bundesliga and probably just be like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever, live sports. But really, really wanting basketball back. The Heat are back at practice somewhat tomorrow, so fingers crossed. You always got to keep your fingers crossed when you're listening to the Hawk and Crowder show because you get stuff like this
1: you remember telling us the story of you breaking up with a girlfriend and playing boys to men in the car while you did it to set the scene?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, the rest of that is just minutes away here on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. You notice the music in the background because... According to the storyline, on this day in 1956, Homer Simpson was born. DO! Never say dope When it comes to Hawk and Crowder weekday afternoons here on 560 the Joe today, a classic. They're talking about those 80-90s NBA basketball players flexing their muscle. Crowder breaks up with a girl with a little help from boys to men, and what's
1: fudge? My head is still spinning. Cornbread Maxwell was so damn good in the two o'clock. He's always good. He was so good. It was scary. He had saved it up. <laughs> I
7: was going to say, he was waiting for us to call.
1: I think yes. I think he was flexing a little bit because everyone that played in that era, and, and Michael was even a little bit after him, but everyone that played in that real hardcore era, they're feeling themselves right now. And so I think uh, you know Cornbread came on and started throwing some elbows.
7: Honestly, Hawk, as they should. Yep. With what I've learned. I've learned from the last dance and seeing how they played and just seeing the mentality of those athletes, those old school dudes, they they should feel pride in that last dance because it was different, but they made it work. And I love it.
1: Yep. It's very, the laugh is extremely important today in guaranteed laughs. It's, I would say, one of the most iconic sports laughs of all time, right? <laughs> yes, I I, yes. Right? I think it's one of the most iconic <laughs> sports laughs of all time.
7: Gotta be number um, one, man. I can't think of number it, two. It might so I be. be I don't know. I'm,
1: I'm trying to think about it right now, too. Is that the most famous sports laugh, Solana? I
7: think so. I mean, I can't. I, um, I, I gotta really think about it. When you can't find an opponent, that, becomes, that makes it number <laughs> right. one. Right. <laughs> yes, it is the best sports lab so, of all time.
1: So we do this segment called Guaranteed Labs. I'm thinking about changing it to Into the Archives or uh, Back in Time or something like that just because... I'm, I'm getting into deeper stuff now since we've been doing it every day for we're coming up on 40, 50 days. And it was our way of when, when this pandemic first started and people were, you know, out of sorts and you didn't know if you were going to keep your job and people have lost their jobs and whatnot. Um, it was our way to say at least once per show, it's not going to be serious and it's not going to be somber. And, uh, and so we're going to give you something from the archives that'll make you laugh. And so I've started to go deep into old sound. And like, do you remember Alex Rodriguez joining us? No. I don't even remember talking to A-Rod. Yep. A-Rod joined us. Do you remember that, Solana? I don't even know if you were part of the show then. Nah, no, no chance I was part of the show back then. Right. I mean, I I stumbled across that today. I had no Recollection of A. Rod joining us, and I think it was because the All Star game was in Miami, right? Wasn't oh, the MLB okay. All Star game in Miami? Yeah. And we were gonna start
7: getting into some serious questions with him, and then he, uh, he little boyed us. Do you remember? I, I don't. I, I he, really. I don't even remember talking to him. But I was gonna ask that I bitch up because I bitch up around somebody like that. <laughs> well, we were trying to soften him up, I think. And then he's like, oh, "All right, okay. fellas,
1: gotta go. Bye." <laughs> that, was, that was the end I of it. But I I, don't so I'm that. like, I'm going through i'm doing google searches with just Hawkman and crowder and like different words and stuff just to see what pops up i saw the a-rod interview i was like wow i saw <laughs> we spent about a week on a south african penis transplant story <laughs> I remember that one. You do? We like. I went down a rabbit hole. We brought on freaking Dr. Chuck Metzger to get his opinion on the penis transplant. Do you remember promising us Dion Waiters?
7: Yes. That and was... then do
1: you remember what happened?
7: I remember it went wrong. And it it was went
1: probably... wrong. He never okay. called in and the callers started hammering you. When I say that you were stunned like a Mike Tyson sparring partner, I'm putting together, like, I'm listening to the whole segment. Now, the, the long and the short of it is, Dion Waiters did end up calling us, I think, the next day or the oh, next okay. segment. The next segment. It, it was, I'm telling you, I was laughing my ass off because you promised us Dion waiters you don't ever book anybody the whole thing the way that it transpires is so weird and then yeah it just becomes a free for all at your expense it was
7: (laughs) I don't I, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Do you remember sure that one, Solana?
1: I don't. This must have been a while ago as well. Uh, uh, and then there's this oh. one, too, which I sent to Solana today. It, 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 I don't know if it qualifies as a best ever into the archives, but do you, do you remember telling us the story of you? <laughs> do you remember telling us the story of you breaking up with a girlfriend and playing boys to men in the car while you did it <laughs> yep. to set the
7: scene? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Monica. It
7: was a UF. I told that story. I don't know what
1: happened. I think Falero was playing "Boys to Men" coming back in. Actually, do you have, I to it? This is only a couple minutes long, so you tell us this story, which is so lame. Like you, this is something you would see on Saved by the Bell, where Zach Morris would have a breakup song and he would make it into a whole routine. I don't know what got into you. Listen to Crowder tell us this. This is from a couple of years ago. Tell us this story.
7: Is it hacky to play that "Boys to Men" song? when you're going to break up with somebody? Oh yeah. I just have it in the car one. <laughs> yeah. I broke up with a high school girl. You I mean did. no, a college girl. You mean girlfriend. you turned it
1: on like yeah. there was like the like you you couldn't
7: say it enough on your own. You needed to have musical accompaniment. She had a black stick shift Civic. And yep. the first time sure. I learned to drive a stick shift was in college cuz I wanted to use her car. She was a junior yeah. and I was a freshman. Had her Civic and I was driving her Civic and Became an All SEC All American, and I said, "Hey, I need to explore these streets. I don't need to be hugged up with you at this damn quadruplex <laughs> this, that we live in, in this stick shift Civic." <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get out the civic. I can be in a civic all day. Look at that girl. She has a Land Rover. I want to drive How with quickly, her. Quickly, uh, fame changes someone. <laughs> so yes, I went and got her in her own civic, and I had my little playlist set up, and I had all like kind of low, like, slow playing songs because we went right, we went riding around. And I want to set the mood in the background,
1: or did you say, "Hey, I want"? I, I made this mixtape. I'd like you to listen. Like, like, did you did you telegraph it that, no, "Hey, here's some songs because I don't have the guts to just tell you I'm
7: breaking up with you, so boys to men will do it." To be honest honest, I took all my stuff out because she. I was a freshman. I couldn't leave campus yet. So she had her little quadra room off campus where I stayed with her. And so I took all my items out of her room because I had my little my little section in the closet, my little drawer. So I went over there, took it out of the room, left the key in the hole, in, huh. in the door hole. Lord. But then I had her car. I used to drive her car. Yeah, play it. <laughs> so I used to drive her car around. So I have to dump her but I'm picking her up. So I'm like, well, let me set it up with the music. Let me drive towards the apartment. We shared the you Wanted to make it a Hollywood production. I just wanted to let her off lightly, and I don't think it worked because she lightly—you made it a big production. She punched me in my face. Yeah, well, you kind of deserved yeah, I, I, it. I know, when I talk about that whole thing where it's—it's it's just crazy to <laughs> me, a man hitting a woman, because I've been—I've been destroyed she by really a She really punched you in the face. She hit me full force. Like I had coaches in the face yeah, right in the eye. I had people ask me what happened. I had to lie. It's not, it's not but, funny at all. But because, the plane because she was-stairs. <laughs> I ran into
1: the wall, but because night. she was angry that you were breaking uh, up with her, she didn't up. like the uh, way you were Solana. doing it. She didn't like it. I, my I stumbled name. across <laughs> that today. I totally forgot that story, but there's so much stuff that I've forgotten that's happened on this show. I cannot believe you set up a breakup with a boys to men song playing in the background.
7: <laughs> yes. Cause we were too in it we was too much going on with our relationship living together being together all that so i had to to dissolve but in other words, it you, you, you couldn't just say hey
1: michelle um i'm moving on and uh you know i'll always have feelings for you like you felt you needed to add of uh, it's so hard to say goodbye to
7: yesterday yes. in the background to soften the blow because my approach like there was no most most relationships don't they, they end with like something like there's a catalyst that starts. he cheated right, right. they cheated. an they argument just, yeah yeah, they respect, oh my, you 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 disrespected my parents. Something happened. It just was kind of like, and I told it in a story where I get to Gainesville, I'm just a young guy, you know, a young ball player, nobody knows me, and we start dating, and we live together, and then I blow up. And then, honestly, like, in my heart, and this is probably shallow, but I was thinking, I was like, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. Everybody in Gainesville knows me, and that's sixty percent women. I can cheat on you every other weekend, or I can just dump you, and you know we can move on, and I can
1: enjoy my life. But, but you couldn't just tell her with not in those so many words. You couldn't just tell her you felt like by playing boys to men somehow it made it it made it enjoyable. Like I
7: don't, I'm just not understanding the boys to men part. I wanted her like to, to set the mood to understand like it's not you, it's not me, it's just <laughs> life. Like it's just what happens. In retrospect Hawk, I might not have played had a playlist. I might have just said, hey man, this just ain't working out I gotta go. But <laughs> at 18 years 18 year old, I tell you this, I'm 36 now, half my life ago. Oh, I was a different human being now, Hawk I was I was I was special now. My mind wasn't what it is now.
1: I don't know how to say this to you, but I think my friends Nathan, Sean and Wenya can tell it to you better <laughs> than I can
0: although we've come
1: <laughs> today is national nutty fudge day come, come on. on you know, like a nutty fudge i, I mean you're is. telling me <laughs> you're telling me there's a nutty fudge day national nutty fudge day important day for those nutty fudge lovers come on Mm-mm. come on you're lying I mean, why would I lie? Why would I bring up Nutty Fudge randomly? It's
7: a national Nutty Fudge Day.
1: All right. Yeah, fudge weather, fudge I can't get is, bogged down in this.
7: But is fudge the thing between a brownie and a chocolate bar, the little thick chocolate mousse-looking thing? I mean, you don't know what fudge is? What is it?
1: <laughs> what do you mean, what is it?
7: Like, is, is it a cho- is it chocolate bar? It's, it's, like, it's like it's liquid, and then it becomes like a semi-solid? I don't understand fudge. I don't know. I, I don't like it. <laughs> No, I mean, what? fudge is what its own type there? of candy, right? Fudge is fudge. Right. A cookie is a cookie. A brownie <laughs> is a brownie. Okay, so so I, is fudge? A, is fudge a Hershey bar? No, no, no. A Hershey is, bar is a Hershey bar. Is fudge a brownie? No, no. You can what is put fudge? you can put fudge, it's fudge in a brownie. Hmm. Now are we're we really somewhere. having this
1: conversation? I don't is know what Captain fudge Crunch
7: is. Special K? No, but it's the little it's the little yellow
1: little balls. If if I could find the segment, he once asked, What is a boy, girl scout? And which is, of course, a boy scout. So these are the questions that I've dealt with during my radio tenure with Jan and Crowder. In all earnestness, he said, What is a boy, girl scout? Uh, boy I scout.
7: Was, I thought it was and, Eagle Scout. <laughs> really, man, is, is fudge candy? Is it cake? I don't it's know. It's fudge. There we go again. Answer my question with a question. (laughs) No, that was not a question. It's fudge. That's not a question. So what's fudge?
1: Fudge! Mm
7: -hmm.
3: Hawk and Crowder were on one today. They're always on one weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560. The Joe, if you want to continue the fudge conversation, hit me up at Radio on Twitter. Tomorrow, be back. We'll find out what is water. Or maybe just